Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, this episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right, here's hoping that I don't ruin the name. Not Scash reviewed the show. Uh, They said, great show, heard you on the Switchcast, and that got me interested in your podcast. You really know your stuff. Keep up the good work. P.S. I bought one of your wife's Doc Socks. They're great. And, you know, not Scash, thank you very much for uh, writing in and uh, reviewing the show. And thank you very much for supporting uh, the Etsy shop as well. We really appreciate that. Um, so if you guys haven't, uh, reviewed the show yet on iTunes, please do so. And of course, check out my wife's Etsy shop. That's, uh, etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. All right, let's get into the news. Some people are reporting that we're getting better Wi-Fi reception on the 3.0.0 firmware update for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I've not personally really run into Wi-Fi issues very much, mostly because I'm usually on LAN. I have an Ethernet adapter. Um, I got one as soon as I got the Switch. Uh, the re- the main reason is is because my office where I stream uh, on my Twitch stream is very, very far from my Wi-Fi router, and Wi-Fi is in notoriously bad in this room. So I decided I was going to use... Um, a hard wire or cat five, basically. Uh, so that being said, um, anecdotally, you know, take these with a grain of salt. Sometimes people see what they want to see, but according to some people posting on Reddit, they're reporting that better Wi-Fi reception with the 3.0.0 update. I know that Wi-Fi reception was one of those things that the Switch had kind of gotten dogged about when it came out. So it's nice to see that if if this is true, it's nice to see that Nintendo is fixing things like that. Although it surprises me that they didn't say anything in the patch notes about increase the ability for Wi-Fi to, I don't know how you would phrase it. Anyway, maybe that's why they didn't include it. Maybe they had the same trouble as me and they just couldn't phrase it. All right, let's move on. I'm a number one. Well, Pocket Rumble had said that they were going to come out before summer. June 20th is the last day of the of that release window, and still no Pocket Rumble on the Switch. I got to say that the company behind Pocket Rumble, whose name escapes me at the moment, let me think for a second, um, Cardboard... Cardboard Robot. Uh, Cardboard Robot. A little transparency goes a long way. All you have to do is tell people what the issue is and we'll be understanding. But when you say that you're going to hit a release date and then that date comes and goes and you don't say anything, like you don't even tweet saying, well, hey guys, we missed it. Don't worry, we're still working on it. You just have silence. That's, I don't know, that's just bad business, I think. Now, 
what I'm looking at is that they said that they were coming out on this day. Well, they said that they were coming out by this day or by before summer. And then ARMS gets dropped right there at that launch window. I mean, if I were Cardboard Robot, I would have I would have actually said, hey, we don't want to compete with ARMS. It's a first-party Nintendo title. We're a tiny little developer. We don't want to compete with ARMS, so we're going to... We're going to hold on to our game and polish it some more and bring it out on another day. And I think a lot of people would have said, hey, you know what? I We totally understand. We want you to have the best sales possible. But to not say anything is crazy. Now, I don't know if that's the reason, but I wouldn't want to compete against ARMS. ARMS sold 100,000 copies in the first few days in Japan, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in Japan... That's a lot of games, especially, I mean, it's a small population there. Um, and not only that, but the number of people who have a Switch is pretty low because it's a brand new console and it's hard to find. Um, so selling 100,000 units, that that's, that's actually on par with how um, Splatoon did when it came out for the Wii U. So, and, and there were many more Wii U's out there at the time that that uh, Splatoon 1 came out. So I think that Nintendo is kind of onto a hit here with ARMS. Uh, by the way, wasn't that music that I played at the end of last episode amazing? Really good music. Uh, Shady Cicada, if you didn't check it out, make sure you check out his YouTube channel and uh, just in the comments, tell him that I sent you. All right? Uh, anyway, uh, so Pocket Rumble, if, if it were me, I wouldn't want to take Pocket Rumble and go up against arms. I think that that's like, that's like bringing a knife to a gunfight or, or a knife to a boxing glove fight, if that metaphor kind of falls apart there. Um, but anyway, it, again, they're being silent, and we don't know when it's coming, and the game looks really good, and um, I, I just really want to play it, but I'm not going to get it for any other platform as long as I know it's coming to the Switch. Now, if they have decided to cancel it for the Switch, then maybe I'll pick it up for some other platform because the game looks really fun. I'm not going to be one of those people that, that um, you know, boycotts them if they decide not to come to the Switch because maybe just porting the game to the Switch is too hard. I don't know what engine they're using. I don't know what kind of work goes into it. I, I'm sure that there's reasons that it's not out yet. I just wish they'd tell us. Well, excuse me, princess. All right. Well, I watched the Dragon Quest XI Direct. Uh, that was uh, It's a Japanese Direct. It was on YouTube the other day. And just thought I'd go over a couple of things that I was taking away from it. Uh, first off, the game looks really, really good. I love the mix of 3D and traditional visuals. It seemed like at some point you could switch between the two styles of play where sometimes you're playing as 3D and sometimes you're playing as an, an old school uh, traditional JRPG. I think both looked really good and the game looks really fun. Uh, it, it, the, it, the game looked gorgeous in both modes. It also included, and by the way, I'm light on details because I don't speak Japanese and the whole thing was in Japanese. Uh, the game also seemed to include some kind of weird hilarious side-scrolling game where you are some kind of blob with arms that float behind you as you run and then you can capture other blobs and then trade these blobs with other players very weird um but the game looks like overall it's got lots and lots of content in it 
Uh, if this was coming to the Switch, I would definitely probably pick it up. Definitely probably. I, I guess I should probably qualify that. I should decide whether or not I would pick it up or not. I would definitely pick this game up if it came to the Switch and was in, in English. Um, in the entire thing, I mean, this was a Japanese Direct, so they're not likely to say that it's also coming out in English in a Japanese Direct. So right now, it doesn't look like they have localization announced, but that doesn't mean that it's not coming. If it does get announced for the Switch and it gets an English translation, then I am definitely going to pick up the game. I think it looked really fun, and I have not ever played a Dragon Quest game other than the first one on the NES, and I had a lot of fun on that one. So... That's it for the Dragon Quest Eleven Direct. We know that Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 is um, currently available for the... Is it available for the Switch or coming to the Switch? I'm not sure which, but it's only in Japanese. So I don't know if we're going to be getting English translations of these games. I know that uh, localization is a very expensive and time-consuming process. Um, so, and it's not just as simple as just throwing the words into... Google Translate, and then pasting them back over. Then you run into error, things like I am error, like in, uh, <laughs> God, what's the, what's the game? Uh, Zelda 2 uh, for the NES. Anyway, uh, let's move on to a different game that looks really good called Indivisible. <laughs> so Indivisible is not something that I had ever heard of before, and it looks really great. I love the art style, but let me jump into what exactly it is. It is a side-scrolling platformer, but also a team-based RPG, which is a really weird combination of things. So if you, it's from 505 Games, and if you want to check out the, the trailer, just check out the link in the show notes. It starts out with a woman kind of with the wind blowing kind of anime style looking over a, a landscape, and then it shows like the side-scrolling stuff where she's jumping and bouncing left to right off of stuff or dashing underneath something or using special moves in order to traverse the, the side-scrolling stuff. Uh, then it, after that, it switches over to showing uh, combat. So it looks like combat doesn't happen when you're in the side-scrolling version, but combat happens... Uh, maybe you run into a monster and then it kind of does the Final Fantasy zoom in kind of thing where it switches into the combat mode. And then suddenly it's your character and their party and they're fighting against a monster. And the animation is just gorgeous. It looks really well done. It's like you're playing a cartoon almost. Very, very pretty looking game and very surprising. I'd not heard anything about Indivisible. Uh, it is coming out fall 2018 so it's it's quite a ways off i mean there's no reason to to rush out or anything but i'm definitely interested in this game and i'm looking forward to seeing some uh some more information about it uh that's all for indivisible now as i said earlier i don't speak japanese i don't read japanese uh so i'm depending on other websites who get things translated uh to help us out with that and Nintendo of Japan has posted uh, on its website, uh, or not not like the official Nintendo site, but like some other site, like almost like a business-related site. Uh, basically, they apologized for Switch shortages, and they said that things will improve in July. So that's actually 
pretty great to hear, especially since there have been rumors that Nintendo and Apple have been fighting over getting parts for uh, or components for their perspective devices. Uh, so Nintendo is going to be getting more Switches out in July. Now, anecdotally, I was at GameStop yesterday. My my wife and son are going on a, a trip to go visit somebody um, next week, and they... I figured he would. He has his own switch. I figured he would probably want to have a, uh, a a charger for his switch, like a car charger. So I went to GameStop to pick one of those up. By the way, I got one for like twelve bucks at GameStop. I was pretty impressed, and they had um, switches there, like right on the door. It says switches in stock. So that's really good news. We're we're starting to get past that initial where you can't find it anywhere. Now, I don't know if my store just happens to be lucky or if that's more the case in other places. If if you guys want to help the show out, one thing that you could do that would be really awesome is just call up your local GameStop or Target or Walmart or wherever it is that games are sold nearby and just ask them, do you have Nintendo Switches in stock and do you have to get them as part of a bundle? Uh, I asked the guy at the at the counter, I said, do you have to get these switches that you have available as part of a bundle? He said, no, you don't. So I was really impressed with that. And I also picked up a Guardian Amiibo. It's 20 bucks, but I texted my wife with a picture of it. I said, look how cool this is, but it's $20. And she tweeted, or she, she texted me back, treat yourself. So I got it because it looks really cool. And once the uh, once the studio is done, it'll look good on uh, on the shelf behind me uh, anyway so hopefully we're going to be able to find more switches and there's going to be more people able to play these awesome games that we've been playing really nintendo's had a fantastic launch with the switch and they've really shown the video game industry that launching a console in march is perfectly doable and then later on this year when these other big games come out like mario odyssey you're, I think you're going to see a like a second launch of the Switch where almost like the March one was like a soft launch and you're going to see bundles with Super Mario Odyssey and those things are going to be flying off of shelves because everybody loves Mario. Well, not everybody. But most people. That wasn't so bad. So while they were at E3, Digital Foundry was able to um, record some actual video straight off of a switch of um, Mario Odyssey running. And what they found after running the footage through analysis is that the game is running at 720p, 60 frames per second. Um, it ran almost flawlessly at 60 frames, ah, 60 frames per second, uh, whereas in the sand areas, it ran really well, 720, or 720p, 60 frames per second, locked at 60. Uh, and then in New Donk City, like there were just a couple of times where there was just a little too much happening on screen, and that caused that caused the, the, uh, the game to, to dip for just a second. But for the most part, it was a very, very steady frame rate. Now, how did they manage to do this? Well... I'm I'm not saying that it can't be done, uh, you know, obviously it can, but one of the ways that they managed to do that, that's probably a better way to phrase it, this is why I should have a script, um, but one of the ways that they were able to get this to do 
uh, is things that are far away uh, are not actually 3D models. Things that are far away are actually 2D sprites. And then as you get close to them, they convert into a 3D model so the game has less stuff to run. Now, I know a lot of people are like, 720p docked? That's terrible. Well, you got to remember, this game is still months away from actually shipping. And it's not like back in the day where you, like, games tend to uh, work for longer before they are released. Uh, or they, they get closer to their deadline these days. And my guess is, like, right now it's running at 720p. We we might be seeing an old build of the game. It's not like they, they did a build and then two days later they're at E3 showing it off. They were probably showing off a build that was tested pretty well uh, from a couple months ago. So, you know, we've got months and months for them to improve it. And they might, I, I don't think that we'll probably see 1080p, but I think that they're going to, their target is... Whatever the resolution has to be, that's what it will be, as long as we're locked in at 60 frames per second. And to me, for a platformer, especially a 3D precise Mario platformer, that frames per second is much more important than the resolution. So I'm okay with them not hitting anything higher than 720p and just upscaling that to 1080. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't. They might get it up to 980p like in Breath of the Wild, we will have to wait and find out. Um, but the video that they showed is actually very, very interesting, and you guys should check it out. It's a link in, of course, the show notes. Here's something I didn't expect to say. Uh, there, I guess there's a way to use a GameCube controller on a Switch. Now, don't everybody get uh, super excited yet, all right? So the way that you do this is you use what is called the Mayflash GameCube adapter, and it specifically only works with the Mayflash GameCube adapter. Not only that, but it only will accept one controller. So basically, you could play single-player games with it. Now, again, the games have to be supported by GameCube or... Well, how do I phrase this? Um, The games have to be... I'm not going to say supported, but they have to have controls that would work with a GameCube controller. One of the examples that is that I've heard used is Puyo Puyo Tetris. It just needs a D-pad, basically, uh, so or a D-pad and buttons. It doesn't need anything else. It doesn't need the the um, the HD rumble. It doesn't need the gyroscopic features. So all of those things. It's not this this is not going to work in Zelda. Now. Again, we've seen before that Nintendo has, or well, the the Switch has had third-party controllers that are working on it that Nintendo hasn't actually partnered with, like the 8-bit dough uh, controllers that are like, they look like Super Nintendo controllers, and those are Bluetooth, and they worked just fine, and then Nintendo did their update, and they still work. Uh, so... Maybe this won't be patched away. Don't, but if I were you, I would not run out and get a Mayflash GameCube adapter. There, there doesn't really seem to be much need to do so. However, if they do bring Super Smash Brothers to the Switch, then my guess is that we will see an ad- an adapter from Nintendo for the Switch. Uh, or maybe they'll just use the one that they made for the Wii U that allows you to use GameCube controllers on the Wii U and the Switch. 
that being said, you can only use that in docked mode. Um, I mean, I've seen people plug the uh, the Pokken tournament controller into a USB adapter, which then go- it was basically a uh, uh, USB to USB C adapter. Uh, into the bottom of the switch and play it that way, but nobody's really going to want to play games that way. At least I wouldn't. I wouldn't be interested in playing games that way. Uh, and again, I know that the community around Smash feels that the GameCube controller is the right way, but that's really for the hardest of hardcore players. I think I love Smash. I'm, but I'm a casual Smash player, and I was totally fine. Just using the the Wii U Pro Controller on my Wii U when I was playing Smash 4. I was totally fine playing uh, Smash 4 on my 3DS. I had uh, a lot of fun playing it. And um, I got to say that while this is cool, don't spend money. If you already have one, check it out. But don't spend money on this because this is something that is very, I don't know, more likely than anything for Nintendo to patch away, especially because it only works with one controller. That tells me that that not all, that nobody's done any work to make this happen. This is just a happy accident. I don't know if you've heard it in the last couple of segments, but my neighbor has been mowing his lawn. Uh, this is the time that I have today to record, so that's why I'm recording even though he's mowing. Hopefully the audio is not causing problems. But anyway, let's move on. Um... Apparently, Skyrim has a release date. Now, this is rumored. This is not confirmed. We've seen retailers before post-release dates that have been incorrect. Uh, but Amazon, and there's a link to the actual thing in the show notes, so you don't have to go looking for it. Plus, if you buy from there, uh, you'll get you'll be supporting the stream directly. Uh, but Skyrim has been listed on Amazon to have a release date of November 28th for the Switch. Again, we've seen retailers before say certain release dates and then uh, they, those get changed. That might be a mistake, but it might not. I mean, that seems like a pretty good release date for that. I keep telling myself that I'm not going to buy this game a third time, but I am just so tempted to hit that pre-order button. Anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know. In other news, or actually the final story... Uh, Battle Chasers Night War, which was announced at the the Nindies um, Direct, the basically Nintendo Indies uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War, I guess, is a comic book which I've never heard of. And uh, like when that got announced, a buddy of mine tweeted at me. He's like, "I know, I have to know more about this game." Well, uh, good news, buddy. Uh, check out the footage in, in the link to the show notes, and the game looks really good. Now, they kind of describe it as a roguelike where the dungeon is different every time, but it's it's really a dungeon crawler. And uh, the dungeon crawler has kind of like an action-y vibe to it, like different characters that you can control have different abilities. So let's say that you are, see a pit of spikes, and you can see this in the footage. Uh, there's a set of a series of spikes in the way that go down and then back up. Now your character can't move fast enough to to cross those, but one of the characters has a dash in this mode, so you can switch to that character and then start running across. And then right before the spikes jump up, you can use your dash to get past it. That way you don't get killed. 
Uh, but that's not how the combat works. The combat actually works kind of, again, like Final Fantasy style, where you see a monster, when you come close to it, it the game kind of changes perspective, and now you're looking at a sideways view. Uh, they said that you have six total characters that you can find. Uh, you can only ever have three in your party at any time, and depending on the makeup of your party, you can completely change uh, the, the, the way that you're going to play the game. Uh, and then once you're in that, that, that sideways view, uh, it turns into a um, turn-based game, kind of like, again, Final Fantasy games of old. Uh, active battle time system. Really cool-looking, really nice uh, artwork. I really like the art direction of the game. And I think that this is going to be a day-one purchase for me. Battle Chasers Night War, I was kind of whatever... I didn't really care about it, but uh, when they showed it at the Nintendo Indies thing. But after watching this 10-minute video from IGN uh, on YouTube, I got to say that this Battle Chasers Night War looks really good. And um, you guys should definitely check out the video. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Well, everyone, that's all the time that we have for today. If there is a story that I missed, please let me know. You can do so. With uh, with Twitter, at RunJumpStomp. You can email me, RunJumpStomp, at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867, and I'll play it on the air for you. Uh, and you can, of course, talk to talk to me and other listeners at RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. Uh, just join our Discord server uh, all morning, we've been talking about uh, not just Nintendo stuff, but lots of different stuff, including the upcoming Steam sale, which everybody is hiding their wallets for. Uh, and, of course, don't forget to stop by the live stream sometime at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, review the show just like uh, just like our friend uh, Not Scash did. Uh, that name is hard to say. Uh, or you can do other ways of supporting the show by joining the patreon maybe you can uh support through one dollar or two or five dollars or ten dollars or most amounts you can probably come up with something and you get special rewards depending on the level that you pledge um all these links and more can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support and today i am going to play another song by Shady Cicada, and this is his rock version of the Super Mario Odyssey music. So stick around, enjoy that music, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.